L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hi, old friends. Naomi here. Did you wake up this morning thinking, I need more Naomi ridiculousness in my life? Well, surprise! (laughs) I'm starting a podcast, and it's called The Ruckus with me, Naomi Ruckus Rose. This podcast is for anyone like me who is constantly trying to grow for the betterment of themselves and for the world and for those of us that can be a little blunt in the comment section on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But wait, there's more. This podcast is free to listen to. But if you want to support local creators and get bonus content, subscribe to LAS Plus. For more information on that, go to LASPodcastNetwork.com. So join the ruckus with me, Naomi, every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. I love you all, some more than others. L-A-S. Hey everyone, Alan here. We're so excited to share this next leg of our journey with you. If you want to keep up with all things Myria, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Myths of Myria. If you enjoy the show, consider sharing it with your friends. Or if you have the time, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts is a great way to show your support. If you want to show us even more support, head on over to LASPodcastNetwork.com and sign up for LAS Plus, which comes with a whole mess of bonus content, ad-free episodes, and more. (laughs) Thank you so much again for sharing the precious pieces of your time with us. And without further ado, welcome to Miria. You all have been on a journey in a cart going towards the city of Ebonvale. And as we are on this journey you are able to converse with anyone that you like. You have just come off the tail end of an incredible bout in a coliseum. A truly impressive fight, taking down a mighty Leonin named Breor. And gathering all of your things, you are able to progress and keep on moving. So, as we are on this journey, what conversations do we want to have? Yeah, um, I want to talk to... Arno some more because I asked him if he could tell me more about Lyra. Yeah. And he has it yet. Uh, well, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of um, maybe some some guidance on what you were interested in about Lyra. Sure. Um, I think her with him <laughs> on her shoulders yep. um, <laughs> sort of trots up to Arno and just like plops next to him as he's holding 867 and yep. says, So, um, you seem very distraught about Lyra, so I was wondering if you could tell me about her. Like, what did she do? How do you know her? Are you her, her brother? Are you her, uh, friend? No, I, I am, I'm, I'm just one of her friends. Uh, one of her only friends, actually, I would think. Um, hmm. I, I, I taught her how to use magic. I taught her how, everything that's in that book, and she... He points at her journal. He's holding it still. He's, he points at it. Okay. Um. What was she like? What did she do? Do you know mom and dad? Uh, the, the, I, I, I do. Um. I keep seeing the names mom and dad pop up in the book, and so I was like, who would be named mom and dad? And I don't know. So do you know the mom and dad? I know the mom and dad. I'm, I'm assuming the ones that you are talking about in your book are Arsenio and Celine. Arsenio and Celine. Yes. D- um, cool names. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're nice, if not a little bit overprotective, in my opinion. Um, they had... I guess you very much know nothing, so... Um, they had had troubles having kids for a long time. So when they finally had Lyra, it was a point of pride and of utmost necessity to protect. And they didn't let her leave the the house for her entire life. Oh. They were very worried about having someone who could inherit their fortune, their family name. 
Hmm. And every other child hadn't made it or survived, save hmm. Lyra. And with that, they became a little bit overprotective. And one of the things that they were trying to get her to um, learn so that she didn't feel so alone was magic. And another was falconry, um, bird keeping. Yeah, I, I, in the book it mentions um, Shango, and I also have Abacus. And Abacus flits over her head. And Abacus moves over towards Arno and lands on his shoulder <clears throat> like it's a like it's an old friend. And Abacus just goes, <coughs> and Arno looks down towards Abacus and he just says, "I'm I'm sorry, friend. She passed away a little while ago." And he points up towards the eagle feathers that he has tied on the top of his staff. Who? Ishongo. I didn't even get to meet Ishongo. Yes, she she was quite old in her years when oh. when you finally had her. So your passing, I mean Lyra's passing was a little hard on her and she didn't she didn't survive long after that. Oh. Things come and go. Why De- does everybody keep dying? Death is a natural process. The only people that I've seen die so far have died very unnaturally. Well, many people die naturally. I mean, how did I die? I mean, how did, not I, I guess, how did Lyra die? It was very sudden. She just was found one day in her room. And she was just dead. We weren't able to discern any form of death. It was very sudden. Um. Hmm. We tried getting clerics or anything, and it wasn't. It wasn't something we could alter. Huh. Well, <coughs> I don't know how this Arsenio and Celine would react if they saw someone who they thought was Lyra. That is not Lyra. Don't really want to mess with that. If you could just not tell them I'm here, that'd be great, because this is all very complicated, and I can only imagine what they must be dealing with. Sounds like we're going to have to split up then. I have to go visit them. Um, You have to visit Lyra's parents? I do. Why? I've got a little bit of work to do with them. They've got a piece of, um, piece of land in the, uh, in the tiefling quarter that I'm trying to acquire. Well, don't tell them I'm here. Well, I kind of need you. I, I was kind of joking about the splitting up earlier. I kind of need you Why? as we go. Why? Uh, well, it's part of the deal. Why? But they Proof. also might not like the whole, you had the map to their daughter's dead body place, and I gave it to this guy, and All he went and details. essentially grave robbed them. Details, details, details. Okay. It's not not something we need to worry about now. Yeah, we can, you're right. We can we can deal with it at the time we get there. I'm not seeing them. That's terrifying. Well, why why would you need me in the first place? You're going to use me as some kind of bargaining chip? No, no. You're I, I'm just you using you as proof of what? Well, one of the things they said is if I did a job for them, then they'd give me their last holding. And I didn't necessarily do it. You all did it. But I still have proof that I did make sure that the mausoleum was safe. And, technically, because of what all of you have done, it's pretty safe. It's not really a mausoleum anymore. Not really. But you're pretty spitting proof that it's good. Don't you still have that pillow? I do. Wouldn't that be proof enough? Roll me your choice of intimidation or persuasion. Can he add Ooh. strength to intimidation? He cannot. <laughs> I've heard some people use that. And I've flex. Heard. No, it's it's fine. He's just not using his strength right now. He got no he muscles said, to flex. Which, which two? Mm. Intimidation or persuasion. Intimidation or persuasion. Uh, your choice. Bull. Using charisma. Uh, let's do intimidation. Dang. He doesn't have muscles, but does he flex? Oh, no. Mm. Ten. Plating. <laughs> Ten. He just looks back towards you and he says, as much as I like it to be, it's a little bit more persuasive if I show why the pillow 
is out of the mausoleum where she was resting and have her. Fair enough. I'd look at Arlo and ask. Arno. Or Arno and ask, why was she the daughter of hope? Um, I believe, um, sorry, I, I believe that, um, they really hoped that she was going to be able to take over the family business, the family name. In their eyes, she was their hope for living on, making a family. And they had hoped that they might be able to save her someday. So, long story short, they hired a very powerful magician to cast a spell called Sequester. And what it did was it brought her body, Lyra's body, out of time and space. And it held her there completely healed, healthy, but without a soul. So the intention was to come back when they had the ability and see if they could reintroduce the soul. Who, who did they hire to do that? Someone from Ebonvale? I believe so. I, I believe there was a, there's a, a mage there that has the ability. Do, do I know of any mages that would? Sorry. Do I know, out of character, <laughs> do I know of any mages in Ebonvale having been from there that would have any sort of... Roll me a history check. Uh, 15 plus history, you say. One, 16. Nice. I would say, yes. There is a high mage called uh, High Mage Akachi. And she is a very powerful mage. She lives in a very small hut, surrounded by flowers, but is incredibly, incredibly powerful and is one of the people who manages the shields over Ebonvale. Um, Very specifically, when people attack Ebonvale, there are these large blue shields that cascade around the entire city in bubbles that protect it from outside forces. She's the one who actually uh, coordinates those. And why don't you go roll me another (laughs) history check? Uh, uh, 15. 15. 14 plus one. She and your father did not get along very well. Yes, I was, yeah. She was incredibly persistent and very, very swift in action, and she was not afraid to protect. Whereas your father was a little less um, capable in the get-up-and-go kind of attitude that was necessitated from his position. Have I ever met her, Akachi? Uh, Maybe once, just in like a formal event. She seems pretty nice. Yeah. All right, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Curious. Yeah. Uh, One thing that you do know is she is a mute. Oh, interesting. Yeah. She does not talk. Yeah. Must be hard to cast spells. At least the verbal ones. It might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I assume it was Akachi then that cast the spell? Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. That seems right. Um, have you been to Ebonvale lately? Uh, I mean, within the past few months, yes. Okay. Um, Ryan, have you any word on my father? <sighs> well... Not to say I, I will say, I, I'm not really a fan of your father. Well, neither am I. That's I mean, why I'm asking. Come on. He, he saw you, knew you were that lucky, exploited you. Who exploits a child? I mean. A lot of people, I'm not saying actually I, I Val, wouldn't if I had your. Val exploits children and throws them in arenas with lions. Hey, to be fair, I got hit. You didn't. But I almost did. But you didn't. But I almost did. You wouldn't have. But I almost did. But you didn't. <laughs> but I almost did. But you didn't. Is there an embassy in Ebonvale? There is. And actually, I would say, I know your father was, um, you know, not that great. I mean, I, I wouldn't have, I'm not saying I wouldn't have exploited you if you were my son, but considering. I mean, you cons- kind of did exploit exactly. me. I mean, considering I wasn't given the option, I feel like I'm absolved of any oh, okay. uh, uh, right. optional pr- impropriety. You're right. Your boss exploited me. Exactly. Yes. Ah, of, of course. Of course. Yes. So it's not really me, of course. Um, there is an embassy for, um, I'm assuming you mean uh, Levitica. Yes. Yes, there is. Noted. I might have to stop by there when we'll see. 
vowels. I will as well. I am noted to make sure I stop by any embassy when I join a new city's ranks. We'll go together. And he's just staring at the ground. <laughs> um, oh, in fooling so. around with uh, and putting together the parts of his body, am I able to look at Arno and um, try and get them back together? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and roll me? Hmm, oh, my roll me an intelligence check. Leg in his head socket. <laughs> Give me an intelligence check, Chewbacca. That's where the leg goes. <laughs> in the head socket. Incredible. In the head socket. Incredible. You've put me on backwards. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you reroll? Seven. Oh, I'm doing oh, it. Yeah. Oh. Knock that off. Knock that off. Mm-hmm. I'm it was all a, out of use. It was a five for the start Just of this roll one. The leg above bone a connected to the neck bone. Natural 20. Okay. As you are starting to put this uh, this set of body parts back together, it's actually incredibly easy for you because you have had to do maintenance on yourself over time. Mm -hmm. And as you do so, easily enough, you start piecing all of these pieces back together. The whole body actually fits nicely Except for the right arm, which is completely melted down and yep. does not exist anymore. Could you say it's like time slows down for him? Oh my gosh. Uh, we need a break there? Can we cut that out? That is a cut, joke. Break. Uh, cut the video. <laughs> cut, the, cut the video. Cut the video. What? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I would, I would have snapped them all together um, and then Legos. looked at Ar- basically. Uh, and then looked at Arno, and if you, if you would, and I'd reach out my hand to get the head. Uh, yeah, so you reach out, and Arno hands over the head of mm-hmm. 867 towards you. Orion's kind of looking back and observing this whole situation, kind of just obviously pretty happy that he has such skilled compatriots nearby him. You um, now possess the head. All right, 867, I don't know if this will feel weird to you or not, but let's put you back together. I have no concept of what the means of weird is. Perfect. And then I would, like, affix the head. I don't know if that's, like, just putting it in the port or just, Roll like, Roll me an intelligence it. check. First thing he says, I can't this help feels you weird. <laughs> I can't help you this time, buddy. <laughs> Okay, okay. Eight, nine. Uh, Arno comes up next to you, and he grabs a portion Mm -hmm. of the head, and you see his fingers glow blue and just impart a portion of energy into this, and he's going to actually roll as well and assist you. Um, This is going to be plus his intelligence, which is 11. For him, he rolled oh, six. No. <laughs> I, oh. uh, I will say, with the combined effort of you both, the head <laughs> latches in, and then you realize, oh crap! It's like seven degrees off to the right, and it's just kind of like ever so slightly <laughs> turned to the right side. <laughs> and so he turns with kind of like a, I can feel my arms, and he kind of slaps you in the shoulder. He says, <laughs> "That was unintentional. I feel my alignment is off." And he turns to the left, but he keeps his, he like turns his shoulders to the left, but his head stays in the same spot. And he says, my gyroscopic controls have been misaligned. All right. Fix him. (laughs) Fix him. I would, uh, I don't know if there's necessarily a setting, but. Be a chiropractor. Oh, I definitely (laughs) have everybody like, we should probably move back a little bit as he recalibrates. And then uh, try and help him maybe recalibrate if there's like. I don't know if there's like a button or a, a hardware thing for yeah. him to recalibrate. For the sake of all of this, why don't you roll me one more intelligence check? Okay. Be above a 10 this time. This is time. going so well. Please. It's no. incredible. Woo! It's incredible. Six. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, with all of this, you see like a kind of jostling in Ugh. his body as he, like, it's almost like a zombie kind of trying to lift its arms up, but then they get like slack as they go mm. and he just turns and creaks and he relaxes again and his head is tilted to the left now oh but it's working can i <laughs> he just says this is much better 
<laughs> Can I attempt to do the tried and true method of bonking his head with my javelin to try and realign it? <laughs> this is the last opportunity. Okay, you okay, may you okay. may you may bonk him one time. What do I do? What do I do? What roll, do I roll me a bonk check. A bonk check. <laughs> a bonk hammer. It's just a D20. 18. 18. Yes. It's a bonk. Finally. You just see you see all of this starting to like go completely awry, and her just walks up and goes, whap! <laughs> and his head just cracks back into place. He says, my alignment is perfect. Thank you. <laughs> and he looks over to her. He says, your ability to work on peacekeepers is nigh unbeatable. She just taps <laughs> the javelin on the ground twice. Just <laughs> Very nice. Amazing. Orion looks back and he just says, Arno May, I didn't know you could do that. And with that, um, Val, roll me a history check. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. History, that's an eight. Oh. Eight? That feels like that last name feels like we like you feel like you've heard that before. May? Yeah, May. You may have heard it before. Ah. Oh no. I hate it. You can't fire me, Alan. <laughs> You're already fired, so I can't do it again. <laughs> this wasn't part of the contract. Um, oh, is uh is Caius still there? Uh, who are you asking? Um uh, uh, um, Arno? Arno. Or okay. Orion, I guess. Either just one. ask it out, yeah. out loud. Um, Arno looks towards you and he says, yes, I, I believe he is. Yes. Uh, I believe he's actually uh, head of the guard now. Oh, he got that's position. Yeah, well, yes. Someone had to fill the position when you're... You know what happened. I don't need to explain yeah. it to you. Yeah. He's probably better at it, honestly. Yeah. I, well, I mean, he was trained for it, so it... I mean, I'm not going to say your father was a... Um, I wasn't a fan of the handling of the invasion. So, um, yeah, most people weren't. So I would say, um, what? I would say I was actually kind of hoping that Caius would take over. The what? The what one? The invasion? A little while ago, there was a group of people that in tried to invade Ebonvale and they actually got pretty far in. And, they did pretty good. And uh, at some point, they all got pushed back, and some of them defected. Some sort of, like, mental bomb went off, and oh. all of them got pushed back. And then all of the tieflings left. And that was pretty much it. Kyle kind of just sits and, for the first time ever, says nothing. <laughs> well, hot diggity dog. And I, Finally. Uh, I, I was going to, <laughs> but um, I don't have the ability to yet. Why did they leave? Not safe anymore? The Great Pilgrimage. Um, well, long story short, their previous god was proven false, <laughs> and they learned that another one had actually saved them, saved them from the other god that tricked them into believing that he was their god. Long story short... Um, Don't trust religion. Long story short... Says Val. He kind of looks at you with an impatient patience, <laughs> and he turns back and he says, Demia set us free, and it is time for us to make our migration south. I was not able to go because my mother is actually too frail to make the journey on her own, oh. and I am waiting for a teleportation circle in the new city. Uh, just wondering, is does this new god make you cut your face in weird ways, or? He kind of, like, looks at you with this, like, grimace as he, um, he just says, We all suffered. Mm. Vasago. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And, he just and at this point, you can on. all kind of see that now, now that you're, re like, really looking, Arno has the same rainbow of scars underneath his eyes that Val does. Now, is it an actual rainbow, or is it just a lot? No, of it's them? just like a, a bunch of curves that yeah. are underneath his eyes. They just okay, like so they're like yeah. design scars wise, under it's the yeah. rainbow. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got confused. I was like, "Oh, pretty," and then wait. Yeah, we seem to be a magnet of sorts for some high-profile people that like to try and keep a low profile. I mean, <sighs> I don't know if I want to keep a low profile. I'm just, you know, I really don't. Want to find out what happened to Lyra's parents and what would happen if they saw um someone who they thought was the daughter 
walking around and talking, honestly. If you try and make me go back there, and she's addressing um, Orion, I will run very far away. This conversation is vague and confusing. <laughs> Sorry, 867. There's just, I've now, for the first time in my life, decided that there are some places I don't want to go and people I don't want to see. Orion looks back and he just kind of looks at you with almost, hmm. There are places that you don't want to go and people you don't want to see. For the first time in her life. A sense of kind of like, almost like empathetic recognition washes over Orion's face. You've never seen this happen to him before. Mm. And he just says, you know what? All right. Very well then. Well, I uh, thought you were going to say no. No, I'd really like you to go, even if for just a moment. But if you really, really don't want to go there, I can understand. And I won't make you. I. It would just be a very big help to me. I appreciate that. And maybe, I don't know, we'll see when we get there. All right. Do they have a lot of money? Yeah, like a lot of money. Well, a lot, like a lot, lot of money. Okay. Like a lot of money. <laughs> yes, actually. Maybe we can negotiate. Arno actually looks up and he says, actually, um, one of the, um, the houses that you're getting, um, I, I, I planned on giving that to my mother, um, one of the houses that they had, so that she could live a little bit in oh. kind of a, a nicer place. She can stay there if she needs to. Yeah. Of course. No, uh, yes, of course. I mean, the, the, the Vero own... Many houses in the old Tiefling Quarter. No, I mean, in, in our house, if she oh, needs a place to stay. Of course. I mean, I don't know how long we're going to be there, but it's probably a big enough space. <gasps> All right. Wait, can she make really tasty food? Um, yes. Okay. I mean, I, I, she's never really had a lot of money to buy good ingredients. Well, I have some money. If she can make really good food, then maybe we can have her stay. Because that sounds really good. Sure, sure. Yes, of course. Um, one question, though. Uh, do you know who Orion's boss is? I don't. No. I, I work for Orion. Orion, who's your boss again? Sorry. I, I didn't hear you. Who's oh, your boss? Sorry. Who's your boss again? Sorry, I didn't hear you. And he just kind of, like, lowers his head down and pulls his hood up. <laughs> Val <laughs> puts his neck, like, into the nap of the neck and just whispers, your boss again. <laughs> Orion uh, turns his head and he just says, I'm going to slit your throat. <laughs> Val, uh... Val laughs and sits next to him. So is this cart like sealed off on the back end or is it is it able to just like, I don't know, are, are people able to just like sit on the back of the cart? You can sit on the back. Out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, uh, I would grab 867 and bring him with me yeah. to the back of the cart to just sit next to me. Um, this must be a terrible cart. <laughs> it's not a great cart, but it's you know it's it's it you know, good enough to get you there. Yeah, I'd uh I'd have him. The, the weight definitely shifts towards the back as this happens. <laughs> yeah, I would uh worse. I'd place my hand on his like leg yeah. so that he like if a, we hit a bump he won't like fly out. Yeah. Um, he de- definitely doesn't have nearly as much stabilization as you because you have two arms. True, and he does not. Eight six seven. Uh, yes. What is your purpose now, or what is your function, or is that to be assigned at the next outpost? Unclear. I am. Di- I was dismantled. Therefore, my function was be dismantled. I have now been reassembled. You reassembled me. You may reassign me. You are a higher-ranking officer. I would very much appreciate it if you would help me in protecting these two. Very well. Val and her. Very well. I can... I am... What is my combat designation? Striker. Defender. Defender. Very well. I am not good at that, but I will do it. (laughs) Are Are you better outfitted for striking? No. I am outfitted for mapping. Wonderful. In Ebonvale, we'll get you more well equipped. To be a defender. Very well. I will require another arm. <laughs> of course. We can either fashion one for you or 
make something that will work just as well. Very well. Do you have any further questions? Not at this moment, no. Thank you. Very w- No, yes. Yes. You're welcome. I would, uh, pat him on his leg, and he then- He pats you on your leg. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just want 867 to have, like, one really beefy arm. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, bigger than his whole body. Just my right arm is than my left arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's his punching arm. <laughs> we should get back to the group. Very well. He stands up, and he walks back to the rest of the group. He sits down next to you, her, and he pats your leg. Oh, <laughs> I pat his shoulder, and then I pat his the cat on his head. Him, I pat him. You pat him. Okay. I pull him in my lap. He just wait. Eight six seven waves his hands in front of him, and he says, "I do not know where to pat his hand. <laughs> he only has one, Alan." He said, I said hand. You said hands. Okay, hand <laughs> in the air. I'm just giving you crap. And he says, he said, I do not know where to pat. You pat on the head like this, and she gently pat, pat. He pats his head. No, <laughs> good job. But perhaps next time try it on the cat. He grabs the cat's paw no. and pats his head with the cat's no. paw. <laughs> I like... <laughs> gently take the cat's paw and just like hold on to it and I'm like no you, you use your hand and you pat the cat's head gently he like incredibly slow like Snail's inches face. a minute <laughs> moves his hands towards the cat and he says is this careful enough I lift the cat up and gently pat <laughs> you like hand. lift the cat yeah. into the pat <laughs> so I, and he says I have I have completed my task, and he pats his own head, and then he stands up and walks over and sits next to Shadow. <laughs> I'd look at uh look over at Orion. Um, in Ebonvale, do you know of any places, or do you have any friends that could help outfit this peacekeeper? Ah, I'm sure that we can find something good, right? Um, I believe, actually, I may have, I may have some connections. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. I feel he's going to prove very useful out there. Tell you what, for helping me so much, I'll see what I can do, and I'll give it to you for free. My thanks. I'm sorry, you're going to do what now? Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm very generous, Valros. I, don't, I thought you knew this about me. Yeah, uh, did you see the way that he beat up <laughs> Braille? I was so cool. That definitely is like one free upgrade. <laughs> you're doing, wait, but you're doing what though? Oh, I'm, I'm repairing. I'm getting you parts for oh, nice. 867. Okay. okay. Yes. Sorry, I thought there was like a, a boss thing that I missed. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I've never told anyone the name of my boss. Okay. Where do you know how to get these things? Once again... Strings. Strings. Orion. Boss. Orion. That's my, that's actually, oh wait, yes, that's the name of my boss. Strings. Boss. Strings. Strings. Um, she like shuffles over to Orion. Yeah. He's just, sitting like, at the front. He's currently got the reins. Yeah. She shuffles up to him and just like leans forward and says, you can tell me your boss's name. I'm telling you. Please. Uh, uh, my boss's name is Strings. No, it's not. I can't hear you. <laughs> and he turns back and, and goes back to the horse. say, you're a bad liar, Orion. We should say each other's names instead to throw everybody off. Oh, that's a great idea for the trailer. All right, here we go. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Shane. Oh my god, you guys really are doing it, aren't you? <laughs> All right, I'm Jeremy. I'm Mike. What, you're still doing the fel- false names thing? I feel like we already have a trailer going right this now. This is like a fourth <laughs> grade elementary school joke. Hey everybody, I'm Shane, Mike, and Jeremy. And I'm, oh wait a minute. You guys are throwing me off with the name thing. Hey, I'm Shane. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Mike. And this is the Groove Live Podcast. We're talking all things groove. Music. Food. Friends. Beer, even. All of it. Whatever brings groove into your life. How about like a tattoo artist? Would that be kind of groovy? I I would file that under groove. Construction projects. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come on. Here's the thing. We have a lot of friends in a lot of different 
avenues and a lot of different lifestyles, which Word. means that we have a lot of cool resources to pull from of cool people that have cool stories. Every day, you get out of bed. What makes you feel alive? You know, what makes you want to own the day? Coffee. Rock music. Pokemon. Construction projects. <laughs> and you'll hear it all right here on the Groove Life Podcast. The Groove Life Podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit LASpodcastnetwork.com. New episodes release every second and fourth Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of all LAS podcasts and many other exclusive benefits, all while supporting local creators and businesses, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and get started, visit LASpodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Hey guys, we're going to have a blast. Can't wait to see you guys on the Groove Life Podcast. We can't wait to groove with you. Now that sounds dumb. L-A-S. Hey, I'm Logan. Hey, I'm Logan. You're supposed to say that you're Tim. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. (laughs) We're the hosts of a brand new podcast called From One Dad to Another. Each week we tackle a new topic, interview local professionals, and attempt to decode modern parenthood one dad joke at a time. So make sure to join us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From One Dad to Another is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on our independent podcast network, visit LASpodcastnetwork.com. And if you want to support the show and get some bonus content, behind-the-scenes looks, and even get the show ad-free, you can become a member of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash LASpodcastnetwork. And if you don't, I won't be mad, but I will be disappointed. (laughs) Oh, and one last thing. You're doing great, and I'm proud of you. L-A-S. Um, Arno, you had said, uh, your last name is May. That name rings a bell to me, but I yes. also know that you must have known Lyra, which means you come from another family of prominence. Ooh, Don't not, point at me no, when you I, say I Lyra. Actually, I'm not Lyra. Definitely not. Ooh, what is your family? Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> I, I don't know my father. I... <laughs> uh, who is your family? Uh, I only know of my my mother. Um, her name is uh, Greya Willow. And... Um, May is the name they give to bastards in, in, in the city of Ebenville. Yes, I should. Oh, you told me that word. Bastard. <laughs> well, in, this exact, in yes. this exact notion, it means that I don't know who my father is. I don't have a lineage. I, I don't have any information on that. Oh, mm. but you know your mum. Yes, I, I, I love my mother, but... Um, I actually I met um, I met Lyra because I was an aspiring mage, and when I was going through school, um, I was hired to teach. As I did that as a tutor by Arsenio. Does your mom not know who your father is? She's never told me, and oh. I've asked in the past, but she's never decided to divulge that information. Ryan is is Arno's dad your boss? Yes. Cool. He's there you go, Arno. I figured it out. He's such a bad liar. <laughs> yes, Arno's father's name is Strings, and he's my boss. All right. Arno just kind of chuckles, and he says, I actually, um, I'm very excited uh, to get this house, because that means that we can live a little bit less in... Uh, when my father didn't take responsibility for me, he left my mother in squalor, and... One of the reasons for taking this job and the one where I taught Lyra magic was because I needed to support her and I need to make sure that she gets through day by day. Once again, she's getting very old and she doesn't have the same ability that she used to. Well, now they have a good house. Oh, there you yes, go. which will make it much easier. I don't have to pay for shitty housing anymore, which is nice. Um, How much does it cost to, like, to to live in Ebonville like for a year. Um, it depends on where. Um, just like 
how much does it cost to live generally like, like in so for me for a year i don't know math like off the top of my head uh i know it costs me maybe seven silver a day for food and board so how much would that be for gold i don't know <laughs> i'm not oh, doing math. the math right now oh you can yeah. round it up to like a gold a day yes how many days are in the year um, 365. Yes. It's 365 gold a year. Yes. She looks in her bag with all the gold in it and says, well, I have 355. Would that be enough for you and your mum? No, no, I mean, yes, but that would be enough for right now, right? Like, in the place we, curr- we currently live, right? Which is bad. I don't like the place we live in. We live in the lower part of Ebonvale. Mm. Ebonvale is up on a rock, um, a very large mountain face. And the people who are, you know, the people who have a lot of money live up on that mountain face. Mm. But the people who live in the lowlands are the people who don't have nearly enough money. And we live in the lowlands, specifically underneath one of the outcroppings. So... By chance and frustration, we don't even get any sun. Huh. But now that he's going to live in this nice house, yes, which I assume, I look at Orion, is uh, topside, baby? Oh, yeah. Okay. Of course. Okay. It's in the tiefling quarter. Yeah, just, just making sure. Yes. Um, that will actually bring his costs way down. So what it was one, approximately one gold a day, now it's like a silver a day. I am curious, how did you learn how to do the sewing that I saw you do earlier? Um, Arno returns back to you, Shadow. I, I, I'm not really sure. I, I, I can just feel magic, and with it I can pull strands and I can weave things into my own desire. Um... I, I actually, and he points towards his staff, I'm quite a good carver as well, and you see intricately detailed into his staff, there are runes carved everywhere and kind of inlaid with this dark stain, and he says, most people carry around a spell book, I carry around carvings, and he pulls out a set of wooden carving tools, and instead of him keeping a spell book, you see there are many, many spells carved into this thick wooden staff that he has. Oh. As he That's begins to cool. s- describing that, Valros slowly and subtly takes a card and shoves it in his headband under his right eye mm-hmm. and begins to ritual, cla- ritual cast detect magic. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, sneakily put a card on, <laughs> over his eye while yeah. people are I mean, as long as you don't make a thing of it. <laughs> it's roll me a stealth check. Never mind me. Uh, 17. That's actually good. Plus uh, stealth. Plus yeah. three, 20. Nice. Okay, yeah. Uh, you are able to, of course, stick this into your headband, and everybody else is having conversations. They don't seem to notice. <laughs> <laughs> what was that spell that you cast to make the javelin not hit me? Um, uh, I'm actually an abjuration wizard, and I, um, I can use that to block damage or protect people. So it's not a spell? No, well, it, it charges when I use spells. Oh, well, that's cool. Yes. Was was um, Lyra also training to be an abjuration wizard? She was very um, early in her skills. She she hadn't specified or specialized yet. How do you specialize? Well, there are many different schools of magic and many different um, ways to practice wizardry. And you could choose to focus on illusion or or evocation, spells that damage, or you could choose to protect, which is abjuration, or any combination of the of the many. There are things like, you know, war casters who mix abjuration and evocation, or even things that go beyond that. What's the type of magic that holds me together? He kind of like stands there for um or sits there for a moment, just kind of shocked, and he just says, "Um, 
I'm, I'm not, not sure. I'm not like 867, as you can probably tell. I had discerned, but I'm not sure. Um, I would say it's possible that some sort of necromancy, um, some sort of enchantment, possibly a mix of many different types. I, I've seen, as of late, many things coming from Levitica seem to have some sort of... Um, um, complex enchantment style. Many different pieces using different enchantment schools, or sorry, different schools of magic mm-hmm. pieced together to then weave a course of action through those pieces instead of just one thing. Yes. I've just been curious for quite some time. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I haven't ever come across a peacekeeper like you. Most haven't. It's, it's fine. As you are all having this conversation, you have gone through most of the woods. It's passed overnight, and for the sake of brevity, we're going to say that you have gotten to, uh, gotten to have a long rest yes. during this, this journey woo, woo as well. Woo rabies. Spell sucks. Did you say woo rabies? No, I said woo baby. <laughs> I was like, woo, woo rabies. rabies. I'm a rabies wizard I'm now. I'm a rabies wizard. Alan, I just cast for the record. rabies. <laughs> I cast rabies. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Val, I would say for you, when you cast detect magic, what you did see was 867 is definitely very, very magical. Mm-hmm. Um, Arno seems like he has a lot of magical ability in him. Uh, Shadow is just like radiating magic. Can I tell the school? Uh, it is definitely a mixture of a lot of different schools, specifically enchantment and necromancy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, how does Orion look? Uh, Orion is explicitly devoid of magic. Like most oh. people, actually, it's it's really odd. Most people are like somewhat magical, like in a very small amount. Like, they have, like, these almost auras. Orion is almost in, like, complete grayscale. Huh. Yeah. Weird. Like, it's, it's bizarre. Like, almost blocked? L- yeah. Like, it's like, it's not like, it's like trying to see what someone got, um, got for magic. And instead of being able to see what they got, it's like they were never offered. Interesting. Wow. And okay. how does her look? Her actually looks kind of normal. Like, like hmm. someone who just woke up. And was magical. Oh, okay. But it's not, it's like, it's probably about the same aura as you. Okay. Right? You're yeah. telling me I'm not teeming with infinite cosmic yeah, power. I'd say probably not teeming with infinite cosmic <laughs> power. So on a scale, it's like, uh, Shadow, 867, me, or, uh, I guess, uh, uh, Arno. Yeah. And then me and her, and then Orion. In that yeah. order. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's true. As yeah. far as potence. Correct. Yeah, Arno is probably just a little, is, is definitely above both you yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Okay, cool. Um, With that, then I just subtly take the card out. Okay, sounds good. As you push through the final trees of the Leolelian woods, you find yourself breaking into a massive clearing, miles and miles wide. After spending so much time with the woods obscuring the sun, All of its splendor shines down now upon an incredible sight. You look upon a city built upon an errant mountain's form. The mountain at the center of this clearing, and obviously the focal point of this city, lies in two pieces, sundered by some ancient force. One portion standing strong and tall, and the other resting on its side with its ramp, leading up to the monolithic platform. A river runs directly beneath a portion of the fallen mountain face. And on the very tip of that southern side of that face, you see a massive Gothic cathedral that crests its edge. You can see two massive cranes pulling supplies and goods up from both the river and the lowlands beneath the the body of the mountain. The city already offers you so much, and you've only just got there. Arno looks towards you, her, and he says, Well, what do you think? Pretty great, right? It's huge. It's gigantic. What happened to that mountain? Uh, And you look up towards this mountain, and as you do, you see 
there are people just like all over this area and there are buildings that look like they've been hung on the inside of that tall mountain face. You can even see gliders that are gliding between the upper and lower portions of the, mount the mountain uh, using that vertical space for an ability to travel. As you take a look at all of this and you take it all in, he looks at you and he says, well, if you actually haven't seen it before, and this really is your first time, then let me be the absolute first to let you know you're welcome here and welcome to Ebonvale. based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit laspodcastnetwork.com.